As a performer, your body is there. Hi, I'm Mad Kate, and you're listening to Sweat, sexuality, work, extraction, art, theatrics. Sweat is a series of conversations about performance and performativity of the sexual and sexualized body at work, where work is defined as the labor of survival, the labor of care, creativity, and capital A, art. How exactly do we define our work? And how does that work entangle and circumscribe our sexual identities, our creative lives, and the ways in which we provide care? How do we perform tasks, acts of care, and identities? Anchored in our always already sexualized and racialized bodies, our complex intersectionalities, these conversations are about how we relate to our work and to each other through performance of work and creativity. I hope that they contribute to dialogues which normalize sex work as work and all work as deserving of respect, healthy conditions, and a living wage. I, I was focusing to create my artworks with my body effort. Effort means a real physical struggle with time, through days and nights. Then, in a way, my art objects and my body started to work together with me. And what is this body? I asked to myself. And then both of them were becoming together, sometimes as an art object, sometimes as a process of an artwork. This episode features artist Murivet Turkilmas, whose work delves into the themes of borders, mapping, geography, and memory. We met in the context of Tanya Ostayik's Misplaced Women Collaborative Art Project at Depo Gallery in Istanbul in 2022. Misplaced Women is a series of performance interventions and workshops about gender and migration. It was just body. Sometimes I was becoming a woman, sometimes I was becoming a man. I had some experience from my brothers and fathers, and then I wanted to to express myself with this body gestures while wearing their clothes. Murivet is a visual artist, a writer, and a performer who most recently has been hosting a podcast on Achik Radio, where she interviews people across many different disciplines about art and culture. We spoke about the performance she made after Masa Amini's death in Iran and how it feels to relate to the universe outside of gender, among many other topics. It is not like a therapy, but it, will, it is helpful to express my deep questions about my existence in, in the life, psychologically, yes, even uh, physically. And in, this, uh, in these questions, I try to be, to be a mother. I am artist, visual artist. I'm a mother of Ege. Uh, he's uh, 17 years old now. And then, yes, when I focus on my art side, I am really interested in this border uh, or borderless map or mapping, geography or time uh, space uh, concept in my works because I was born in a different and very difficult <laughs> geography in Turkey, in Izmir. Uh, and then I moved to, uh, to Denizli 
area uh, in the Asian side with my family. I was two years old and I was uh, grown up in this region and it was uh, beautiful. Uh, my childhood was very beautiful. I, fe- I feel like this. And uh, I was grown up as a girl child and I noticed that uh, the, <laughs> the, the colors, difference of the colors between pink and blue at that period and I refused these colors uh, strictly and then I tried to wear in different way uh, and I refused this limitation and my family was so relaxed with this uh, I have two brothers and then one of them was died uh, in 2009 just after uh, my father's death. Uh, And yes, my childhood was nice until 12 years old. I went to a very good uh, primary school in in the city, very common public school, but it was enjoyable. Mm, and I enjoyed very much there <laughs> until 12 years old, yes. And I was wearing what I wanted and so no any, it was no any problem uh, with my uh, family. But uh, at 12 years old, uh, everything was changed uh, and uh, it became uh, very difficult because I was passing through uh, the passage of being a woman and my family's attitude changed and then I I went to dormitory school full of girls only <laughs> and uh, the difficulties of life started with uh, with me I uh, yes I started to struggle with many things uh, about being a woman uh, then Yes, after high school, I decided to study art. Uh, but to study art in Turkey was uh, very, um, very strange and not acceptable, not very common because it means if you were not uh, born in a um, rich family or if you don't know uh, how you play in the in the. Uh, play the game in the big market, uh, you are invisible <laughs> body uh, in this world, uh, just until the earth, uh, earthly death. And uh, yes, but I, I was really very uh, enthusiastic to be an artist. And then I fought with this uh, cultural definitions, limitations, uh, many things, even uh, with my family. And then I went uh, to the, high, uh, yes, fine art school. So my artistic way <laughs> started after the difficulties and it was not easy in the beginning. And yes, in the first step, I went to the Dokuzeylül University in Izmir uh, very academic. Uh, it was very academic period, just for one year. Uh, I didn't want to continue on this way, and then I moved to Ankara uh, to to the Bilkent University. Uh, it was more. Uh, they have 
more contemporary idea uh, at the university, and I started uh, to study there. During this uh, university period, I, I have some concepts, uh, like, as I said before, uh, borders, uh, mapping, map, geography, identity, gender, that's all that I can I can tell for now my story. <laughs> Beautiful. I would love to hear if you're willing a little more about uh, when you said you were born into a very conflicted time. If you can tell me a little bit more to educate me about where where you were born into and why you had to leave. Of course, I was born in in '68 <laughs> in Izmir. Izmir is a very relaxed uh, city. It was and is still. Uh, but uh, you know, the, 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 to be a woman is a different way in my culture. And so uh, they, even despite of their uh, relaxed uh, cultural uh, structure, they needed to push me to be a good woman. And so they sent me to a dormitory school. But this dormitory school was uh, very, uh, you know, not very poor. It was, uh, it was, there was rich, there were rich friends. Uh, and and uh, we called this kind of uh, school as private college. And so I, <laughs> I started to become a good girl in this college. Uh, <laughs> so my, my attitude, <laughs> I were changing and my smiling, very tip-top uh, attitudes, <laughs> very good girl. And then it was really difficult uh, to to follow this kind of um, rules uh, at the school in the beginning because I was so crazy when I was a child. <laughs> I was playing football, uh, basketball, and yes, but at same time folkloric dance and my primary school was so relaxed and free uh, with me <laughs> so uh, I was so happy uh, there and then this dormitory school was so strict uh, for me uh, for six years I was there after this strict <laughs> dormitory school Yes, uh, I decided to escape from all these rules, everything, and to arrange, rearrange my area again, my identity, etc. Yes, but um, uh, politically, in fact, uh, in that period, uh, it seems 80s, yes, 80s, 80s were very unpolitical period, uh, really, in Turkey. Yes, seventies uh, are seventies were better than eighties. The seventies was full of political uh, issues, and I was just reading about this and just was learning from my brothers because they were going to to university in Ankara, and uh, they were in the middle of the political fights, uh, and then. Yes, it was difficult for them. Then uh, the 80s came 
and completely different. Music, disco, <laughs> entertainment and very empty brains. But it will, I don't want to mean disco is bad or just uh, I don't want to mean this. This is different because but they don't have a uh, real attitude, political attitude at that period. The new generation for this period they just try to to focus on their future to to have a career about their job to enjoy in life uh, so not no any uh, criticism about life or existentialist <laughs> criticism no any question uh, even in my dormitory school a few uh, friends we were talking about this kind of questions yes it was like this and in my family was on on uh, Par- uh, republic side hmm. republican yes uh, they were they like ataturk Yes. A question about this period of time when you were feeling, you know, resistance to being raised as a girl or as a woman. How do you feel about your gender now? Do you consider yourself a woman? Uh Yes, I. But I don't know really. It's it's very <laughs> interesting question because um, it is different. Uh, I feel myself as a woman. Uh, but sometimes I don't uh, feel uh, to be to be um, to limitate uh, my body, my feeling. So depending on my experience, uh, for example, in my works, uh, my body is becoming another figurative uh, gestures. Depending on my feeling again, so how can I express? Uh, yes, I I was grown up as a uh, as a girl child and as a woman, but then after with my conscious, with my perceive uh, something uh, is changing. I want to be free with uh, this from this kind of limitations. For example, I asked uh, myself uh, when I was at the, at the fine arts school in Ankara, you asked me, when did you become a working body? Uh, <laughs> so this is a very interesting question. I think I became a working body at this university. Uh, I started to think in a different way. I, I was focusing to create my artworks with my body effort. Effort means uh, a real physical struggle with time. Uh, through days and nights, then in a way, my art objects and my body started to work together with me. And this body, uh, what is this body? I, I asked to myself. And then both of them were becoming together, sometimes as an art object, sometimes as a process of an artwork. And it was just body. Some uh, it was sometimes I was becoming a woman, sometimes I was becoming a man because I um, I I had some experience from my uh, 
brothers and fathers uh, and then I wanted to to express myself with this body gestures while wearing their clothes man clothes after their death and so my body and my body language becomes uh, sometimes man side and the woman side sometimes on nurture side uh, so all organs on my body they don't e- ignore each other uh, so they accept all these differences beautiful yes mm, very very good i'm happy if we meet on this issue for example uh, kate uh, you know anna mendieta uh, from 70s i don't know if i know her work maybe i will have to write her down and check her out yes and she's very interesting uh, she says i was moved uh, out of a dialogue with the universe that was outside of the female body she says that and uh, she thinks and uh, maybe yes she may be feeling that uh, way uh, because she was ripped out of cuba as a teenager and she feels like she was ripped out of nature's womb oh wow this is very political yes and she becomes a part of the world with her body sculptures and her art is indicative of her thirst for existence she explains her works like this i'm so impressive uh, for this yes uh, she's challenged uh, she challenged uh, with her body on this way so this is this idea is very close to me mm-hmm. yes as you said uh, in the beginning the place where we were born is strictly related Uh, with our performance with our works uh, really this is a political issue for me and politic art <laughs> political thinking yeah not the politic work to to support any politic idea or ideology this is our political uh, issue mm-hmm. personal one <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely so what does it feel like when you perform your work and i know that you may feel differently with different works so maybe you want to describe one thing mm-hmm. or not yes it is very difficult <laughs> to answer but this is the only way to express my feeling uh, i cannot do another uh, work another job this is my way to express myself uh, sometimes uh, while sharing an object uh, or even a word uh, yes in my art uh, they were enough uh, to express my feeling but sometimes they need to be all together to exist uh, as a unity at that moment Uh, then my body needs to evolve into into the performing time or any happening uh, time. Uh, mm-hmm. My feelings are um, dancing around this body. <laughs> really, this is uh, is it my body or not? I am not sure. All these questions uh, are dancing around my body, so it is. Uh, vibrating uh, 
around me vibrating. Uh, yes, I felt this in my place, what I am, uh, even the audience. That is performance at Tütün Deposu, and we were uh, together there, and it, it misplaced misplaced woman project you know yes. and so i i felt like this but before my works were different really it was the first time to use my body in the center in my work but oh wow i didn't realize that yes it was <laughs> difficult for me but before i was taking some photos in alice uh, in wonderland project uh, around the world while I was reading uh, Alice in Wonderland uh, book. Yes, it was kind of performance. And then I uh, I was walking on the street with a baby stroller uh, <laughs> with a camera on the seat side. I recorded uh, the streets and I was collecting some objects on the streets and then I brought all these objects uh, with this uh, baby stroller again to the exhibition hall, but I didn't show this action as a performance. I just uh, used this video recording as a video, yes, not video art, as a documentation. And so, uh, yes, it was another performative work. I don't want to call the performance art. They were a kind of performative work. And uh, also, yes, zapping work is another. Uh, I use my body. Yes, I wear up uh, my father's and uh, brother's clothes. And then uh, it was taken, uh, the photo. And I exhibited this photo again. But the first time I put my body in the center at that project, <laughs> misplaced woman <laughs> project. I would love to hear you tell what you did in that performance and how you felt and why you did it. Okay, yes, it was really a different attitude for me. Uh, I had an experience in a collaboration in the Misplaced Women Project, which was organized by Tanya Ostovic uh, in Istanbul at Tündeposu. We, we were together and your performance was so powerful there too. Really. Oh, thank you. And for me, this period um, very transformative. I have very transformative experience because at that period, Mahsan Amini was killed in Iran, and Iran protests uh, just happened. Uh, we all felt that period deeply, all together uh, as a collaborative. Uh, yes artists and we had some strong performance both in public area and inside of the exhibition place yes. and this collaborative project hold me into another step and I did a spontaneous performance with your energy with this collaborative energy yes in front of the audience I cut my hair while crying uh, with the mixed sense of the anger and sad. Yes, it was so heavy. It was the first experience. Uh, then I slept at the exhibition building whole night. I'm still writing about this experience too. Yes, I tried to support the symbol freedom idea for Masan Amini in Iran. 
and also around the world, uh, it was so transformative. Mm. And it happened at this project. It was very important, yes. And still in Iran, it continued. The, the protests are, are continues now. Yes, it does. And so nowadays, I am focusing on on the, the podcast at Achik Radio. And this is the project that I am interested in now because I am inviting some friends from different disciplines and we are talking about art, art criticism, or sometimes literature uh, on this podcast. I'm excited to do this nowadays. And I'm working uh, on some projects and I'm, I wrote a um, tale. <laughs> this oh. is the second tale, <laughs> but not published yet. The first one uh, was published in Norgung's uh, publishing as a book. And the first one was a kind of documentation about an exhibition. But uh, this time it is more personal during the pandemic and during what I feel or the world global problem. <laughs> yes. And so I decided to write uh, about my uh, experience during this period. Okay. So it's it's non-fiction. It's, it's kind of memoir style. Yes, a kind of, but fiction too, uh, because the Ah yes, yes, fiction. It uh, I create uh, the characters, uh, <laughs> and they are they are talking and they are traveling and many things. But except yes, this is only imagination. I imagine many things on this tale, but uh, it refers to the to the difficulties uh, or difficult period of global problems. <laughs> and so if I may ask, how do you earn money to survive in your daily life? Mm, very difficult. Survival, there are many problems uh, here because it's a big chain related to each other, these problems, uh, economical, ethical, cultural, freedom of expression, etc. First, economical, I thought before, if uh, the arts were not born in a rich family or don't know how playing the game, uh, the body is invisible or, yes, seems as a sleeping body until they are dead. Then after the death, suddenly the system, if we were lucky, tries to keep the value of our works to put art history and to earn money. And then at the same time, we shouldn't forget <laughs> to tell about being a woman in this marathon run, <laughs> really. And we always need a second job to earn money, really, here, exactly, because in Europe, it works different, I think. Uh, the artists, yes, Europe, especially during pandemic, uh, Europe helped to the uh, artists, art area. Uh, they give a fund. They they find they fund. Uh, they give really a good fund to the art and culture area. But here, uh, impossible. It was so difficult. The galleries were closed. Uh, cultural institutions uh, were closed. Yes, everything was closed. And we were trying to, to work at home. 
we were trying chatting at home to, to support each other, but in fact, we were alone. Yes, we know somewhere there are hot or cold money, but a little group has played with it. Uh, then criticism, we cannot criticize our problems openly. There is no any real support for the visual artists institutionally, ethically, or foundingly. So <laughs> each one tries their own way. Uh, yes, even in a normal condition, I think in Europe they are helping the people or er- somewhere around the world, helping the people who has no job. Uh, so in this big global internet age, uh, we are passing through a deep post-liberalism mentality in art too. It affects us so deeply. Uh, people cannot hear each other, just focus on what I can do, what I can survive in this life. <laughs> so we become uh, on, on the... We, yeah, we are meeting on this level. I feel like. Yes, it's true. It's very hard to, I feel somehow to reach out because we are so um, buried underneath a, a lot of our own problems. And imagine uh, everyone use internet, uses internet and chatting each other on internet. But even with this, we have many... Uh, uh, options, opportunities to use, to reach each other, but we feel ourselves so alone. Uh, when, Especially yes. when we close uh, our screens. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. When we stay alone with ourselves, uh, we feel so deep loneliness. So, mm-hmm. This is the real problem, the main problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you spend time with this topic of loneliness when you were writing this tale about the pandemic? Yes, exactly, really. Uh, I, I, challenge, I challenge with this loneliness uh, with my um, tale. I wrote many things and then I raised and uh, I cried sometimes and I raised again, I challenge with these feelings. Uh, Loneliness, yes, I needed this loneliness too sometimes, but uh, it depends on what I needed at that period. Uh, Then I ask myself, okay, Mirovet, you should do something uh, for yourself uh, to, to, to survive, not only survive, to live your life and uh, support your life by yourself, I ask. <laughs> and then I, I started to write. I started to, to keep uh, these words and then sentences. Uh, then uh, I really painted something. Uh, it was very helpful. Beautiful. After me, I made collaborative project at Tutundeposu uh, at after all these difficulties. It was really helpful. Good. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to go briefly back to that performance because I'm really interested in the kind of the difference between 
something that is a performance or performative mm-hmm. and the ways in which we define this and how an embodied physical act feels in our body. And mm-hmm. let's say in in this particular case, cutting the hair, it's so interesting, I, I think, especially in an act like this, to consider the kind of proximity of you to the other person's also cutting hair. How does the action make you feel as it relates to kind of authenticity to you? And mm-hmm. does that does that authenticity matter? Yes. It was a feeling that just after uh, my son Amini's death, I was really, I was so sad deeply. And I uh, asked myself how, I could do how I could support to this uh, process as an artist, and then I during this uh, project, your project at Tütün Deposu uh, with Tanya, it was so helpful to express my feelings because normally I was th- thinking to 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 create an art object to show my expression, uh, my feeling. But at that period, this studio, this atelier, helped me to show in a different way. And uh, this um, political crisis uh, moved me to another stage. I Yes, I, at the same time, I saw some uh, some video, uh, a few videos on on the uh, on the uh, so on so on social media, and so I tried to express myself uh, in the performance, but spontaneously. I was not thinking to show or to put myself uh, in the how can I say in the center. <laughs> to express my feeling uh, in this at that night but suddenly after your uh, how can i simia you know uh, or chemical biological chemical or vibration uh, of the collaboration we gave a chance uh, or gave an energy to to show this expression spontaneously i was uh, bring, yes, I brought some objects. You remember there was uh, yes the pen and uh, notebooks and some little objects around me. I just brought these objects. Maybe I could do something. I thought I could do something with these objects. And uh, I brought my transparent jacket, long jacket, <laughs> like trench coat. You know, I wore on this and really spontaneously but as a feeling this is uh, this is the visual side but as a feeling uh, really uh, after uh, I saw the women uh, cu- uh, cutting their hair on on social media I I was I was impressed and then at that time spontaneously I should do this uh, I think I was not sure, and then I I found uh, scissors, and then yeah, I used this and the kitchen scissors. It was kitchen scissors. <laughs> Can you tell me a little about this? The significance of of hair. Uh, yes, significance of the hair. Hair, uh, really, we are 
all the women uh, are in my geography are fighting uh, with the, with the hair. For example, there was a Indian, uh, you know, if you, if the 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 woman long has long hair uh, but has the short intelligence. And so the, another one, yes, we sh- always we are fighting with the cover, not cover, uh, hair, and uh, with the public, with many fabrics, and so the freedom of the cover to be covered or not, and so the, all these kind of thing, to kind of questions really uh, fall in front of us, and then we we are fighting with this and yes Masan Amini is, 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 has the same problem she wanted to to be free not uh, she want uh, she wanted not to be covered she wanted to to show herself uh, freely and it was a freedom it was a human human rights yes it symbolizes or refers to the human Right. And for you, when you cut your hair, did this feel like a freedom for you? Yes, freedom. Cutting means to throw uh, out all these limitations, borders, uh, and all these um, strict rules in our life for the women. When I cut my hair, also I, I throw out all strict rules in my own personal life too. (laughs) Yes, this is the common problem because if I feel like this uh, as a woman, I don't have to to know each woman in in a world. But when I read many things, uh, many problems about the woman life, uh, so this is... It means the common problems we, we are passing and in the same way if we are uh, sharing uh, the common geography. And sometimes uh, we are not sharing uh, <laughs> this common uh, uh, geography, but we have the same problems emotionally uh, and politically, economically, uh, social in the so- social structure. Uh, yes, the body can be an object uh, easily in this world. And so they can play with us. The system uh, can play with this body. But as a woman, yes, we have some common problems uh, depending on the geography. And uh, in Iran protests, uh, yeah, I feel this very close. For religious, sometimes we are using, uh, we, we are covering our hairs, but this is normal, not this strict rules. If we want, we can do this. Uh, but as a public, in the public area, if we are forced to cover our hair, it is, this is a big, this is a problem. It's a political issue. But personally, I don't have, have this, um, experience yet but I don't who knows maybe one day but so that's why I need to 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 support this is uh, the humanistic way absolutely 
one day we can live the same problem even we can we don't have the same pl- problem we need to tell something politically uh, yes because this is it means human rights <laughs> this is normal and this is simple <laughs> i believe yes and as a as a parent to a son um as a parent to a son to a young man are you able to to speak to him about gender and give some new input to how he is a body in the world my son ege uh, is very open to understand and uh, he he uh, he doesn't want to uh, to put any limitations uh, to the people life he says or he always says yes people should live what uh, what they want they are free they should be free and they don't understand the strict differences uh, between men and women and so they are um, they are very close to to a queer life uh, especially I, I experience this uh, gen- generation to f- focus or to gaze a little bit uh, this generation but this is uh, my experience on the other hand my neighbor's boy uh, is completely different he likes uh, <laughs> he likes to follow the, the the social rules for example uh-huh yes yes sometimes it's it's hard to make change to even to new generations yes exactly yes uh, so really it it is changing uh, it starts in the family Yes, family is very important structure. Or family, we do, we don't have to be definition uh, which uh, it is defined by by the power. Uh, we can be family in a in multi dimensional way with the friends, <laughs> maybe without without relatives, but with the friends. Mm? Uh, <laughs> With the with the boyfriends, but without uh, maybe husbands, wives, and so on. So we have many multi-dimensional, but we need a democratic way uh, to respect uh, the human rights and the personal lives. First, mm, this is the main action <laughs> in our life. You just heard from Murivet Turkilimas, a visual artist, a writer, and a performer whose work delves into the themes of borders, mapping, geography, and memory. We met in the context of Tanya Ostajik's Misplaced Women Collaborative Art Project in Istanbul in 2022. I'm Mad Kate, and you've been listening to Sweat, a series of conversations about performance and performativity of the sexual and sexualized body in work. The theme music was composed by me and features the voice of performer and actress Lori Baldwin. Sweat airs every second Tuesday of the month at 13 hours Central European time on Collaboradio, Free Radios Berlin, Brandenburg, 
broadcasting on 88.4 FM in Berlin, 90.7 FM in Potsdam, and streaming online at fr-bb.org. Afterwards, it's available for streaming from your podcast app. This episode is dedicated to our dear friend and sister, Luhua Ludlow, who passed on the 5th of July, 2023. As a mother, as an artist, and as a friend, she touched many, many people's lives, and she will be greatly missed. Mama, let me tell you about the day I had Rain done come down Shit all over me Standing in line At the lost and the found Duct tape in my hands Shiny fear on my knees Glitter burns my tears A glow into a lava Addicted to words that we said Letting go so tough There's a pain in the system Born to be gender free So tell me who's afraid Afraid of love Not me Afraid of Love by Eat Lipstick.